Welcome back. My name is Kit. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. This time, we're covering one of the Patreon chosen films. A certain tier of our Patreon has the ability to mandate that we watch a movie of their choosing and discuss it on the show. This week, it's Tank Girl from 1995. And that's what you're about to hear. That's what's about Mm. to be all up in you. Okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Before we get into the meat and potatoes. What's taters? Taters, precious. Before we get into that for Tank Girl, there I have a little bit of business up top to talk with you, Kit. Mm. Um, we got a, a package in our P.O. box. You can send us stuff at our P.O. box. Look in the show notes. Uh, mail us stuff. It's fun. Uh, we usually do little special YouTube episodes of what's in the box where we open what people have sent us. But we've gotten this package. We got it a couple weeks ago. And it's the only package we've gotten in a couple weeks. And I've been starting to feel bad about not opening this. Um, so we're going to open it now because it is kind of tangentially related. It's a tank. <laughs> Roll it in. Roll it in. Uh, it is a little bit related to our um, chosen film stuff. So I am going to give it to you to open on the episode right now. Okay. And I will, the box. I will read you the message that was sent Press along the with it. still though. The, oh, here we go. Uh, what's in the box? Yes. <laughs> uh, the message they write is, Kit and Steve, I am so sorry we exposed you to the other sister. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Please enjoy some free tids and bits. Tidbits! On us for Thanksgiving or whenever you please. Thanks for putting up with our shenanigans. Love the Scramo sisters from Emily Scarano. I do love fruit snacks, which it appears like these are. So I, I was looking at these. because I, I Again, I open all our packages before we open them in here just to make sure they're it's okay. Uh, these are low sugar do you think i'm, I'm a little worried like what are, is this going to be like a uh the zero sugar gummy bear things no i think they're just falsely advertising that they're healthy when they're just going to be fruit snacks hey man welcome back to candy <laughs> <laughs> hey hey oh, is she trying to get it yeah what a dick well emily First off, never, never apologize and to, and to anybody who has ever suggested we w- listen or watch a movie or review a movie. Never apologize for your choice, because even if we don't like the movie, it's always fun to see what you guys like. Oftentimes, I'm being exposed to movies that I've never seen, like I had never seen The Other Sister. And yeah, we had fun with that. It was just yeah. part of the fun was shitting on it. <laughs> exactly. And now... At the, at the very least, we have fun little, we can say something on Thanksgiving. What did you do this Thanksgiving? <laughs> oh, these are chewy, like they'll stick to your teeth kind of candy. Oh, okay. They look like dots. Mm-hmm. But they're very good. It tastes like a fruit roll-up. Mm. I like it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it says female founded. Oh, that makes it gross. <laughs> God damn. Just kidding. I just think it's great that she found a candy called Tidbits for the tids and bits from the other sister. Oh, it's free from sugar alcohols. Which is good. It won't give me a hankering for crack. That's good. Mm-hmm. Wait. Huh? <laughs> I did anyway. I'm getting a hankering. Where's my crack? Mm. So thank you, Emily. Uh, you guys, we love that you, we love the supporters. We, we love, love the you. Fiends. We love the fiends. But another patron member uh, has suggested that we cover Tank Girl. This movie is requested, ordained by uh, Trisha Bueller. 
Bueller. You know, I reached out to Trisha. Bueller. This is something I want to start doing because we're gonna we're gonna start doing these chosen movies like rather quickly, especially when Lost ends. We're gonna be trying to do like a bunch of these a week, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, along with a Star Wars. A Star Wars. I want to start reaching out to these people before we actually review their movies to figure out, you know, why did you choose this movie? Why this one? What does this movie mean to you? Why do you want us to cover it? So I asked Trisha why she chose Tank Girl. And this her this is a little bit of a lengthy response, but I do, I want to read it out loud, if that's okay, okay with you. I would love to. Okay. Trisha writes. <sighs> <laughs> Trisha writes, holy forkin' shirt balls. I'm so excited. Rachel Talele's Tank Girl is something I discovered a few years after it was released in 1995. For a brief period in the mid to late 90s, I worked as a band teacher in a very small town in northern BC. Is I assume that's British Columbia, Canada. 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 And despite my best attempts to meet people, I was a liberal fish in a logging town pond Mm. and spent a lot of my spare time watching TV. One Sunday afternoon, it was probably snowing like shit outside because this place was snow and dingy for eight months of the year. Tank Girl was the afternoon movie. And what can I say? The mummy by... The Mummy might be some millennial sexual awakening, but for this Gen Xer, it was Lori Petty in a ripped fishnets and booger. And seriously, Malcolm McDowell, as I get older, that man gets sexier and sexier. Don't even get me started on Ripper Ice Tea. Naomi fucking <laughs> Watts flying planes, you think? <laughs> <laughs> Add to that the fact that such significant women in entertainment were involved in its production. Rachel Talele herself, who started her career in Nightmare on Elm Street movies and later worked on some of my favorite Doctor Who episodes as uh, either writer, director, or both. Catherine Hardwick and Courtney Love, who I'm not normally a fan of, but this soundtrack she puts together is a banging. Totally agree, Trisha. Mm -hmm. Trisha. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are so many life lessons that Tank Girl taught me. Aside from the obvious lib rebs always win against an evil corporation empire, Tank Girl taught me that despite the fact that I had no friends... Uh, because I couldn't bring myself to completely go with the flow, that is okay to be yourself, whatever that looks like, because eventually you'll find your peeps. Also, despite overwhelming odds, you've got to stand up for what you believe in. It also taught me that Cole Porter never goes out of fashion if you sing it right. I didn't say, I didn't stay in that snowy little hellhole long, but I did eventually meet my husband there, and now I have a job uh, planning arts and craft classes for people. So I like to think that Tank Girl gave to me with the secrets for a happy life. Number one, reduce, reuse, recycle. Save the motherfucking planet, y'all. Number two, role play is a survival gift. So is making art. Number three, jazz is the language of the masses, baby. Mm. I'm adding some of these inflections like baby. Uh, four, your soulmate may not arrive looking like you expect. And number five, fuck AI. So there you have it. My life got flipped, turned upside down by a little movie called Tank Girl, which spoke to me so strongly then uh, that it was the first movie I thought of when the opportunity to share arose. Thanks to all the pod people, Kit, Steve, Madison, Andy, Erica, Alex, Phil, and Jimmy. All and of them. Who the fuck is Jimmy? Sorry this is so long. All y'all are raised are a ray of sunshine in my day and have gotten me through some dark days. I hope you at least get a giggle at a tank girl, Trisha. Thank you, Trisha, so much. We did get many giggles. Uh, spoiler alert. Many a giggle. A gaggle of giggles. Do you think Tank Girl is the origin of furries? Oh, I don't think it is, hmm. but it's definitely furry friendly. Yeah. You For think sure. furries predate the mid-90s? I actually... That is a good question. I kind of want to know now. Let me Google. She fucks that kangaroo. 
Oh, there was, they had a $5,000 prosthetic dick for that kangaroo that got cut for the studio. Really? Yeah. They were a hard, they were hundred percent going to show that kangaroo dick. <laughs> That's in line with one of my criticisms of this movie, but we'll get to there in a second. Let yeah. them fuck. Let them fuck. When did the furry movement start? Oh, we're calling it a movement. Yeah. It, I'm not Googling that. Uh, oh, you know what? Furry was created in November, 1990. Really? Uh, apparently that's the first thing that like, came. Wow. That's the first thing that came up and virtual environments such as mucks also became popular places for the internet to meet and communicate. I don't know what a muck is. I don't want to find out. I assume that's a furry meetup. I don't mm. know. We're just mucking. We're just, we're just mucking around. Two furries mucking. The furry subculture, uh, this other, so furries from encyclopedia.com says the furry subculture is a well-organized and wide ranging phenomenon that cohered in the early eighties. In the U.S., so I guess as early as the '80s. Interesting. Interesting. Did you see Doug Jones played one of the Rippers? I did. It made so much sense. Yeah, that's the legend. I was so disappointed when he wasn't one of the 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 main Rippers. But then you realized it was Ice T, and we were like, "Never mind. This is awesome." <laughs> I was a cop. <laughs> that's what he was. Amen. Merged with reincarnated cop. Um. So let's get into it. Our our overall thoughts on Tank Girl, what it was like watching this movie. I think it was both of our first times. 100% my first time. Uh, this is a movie for me that I've meant to watch for a long time. I was aware of it growing up as a, a, a cult film uh, in the early aughts from the previous decade. Because um, I hung out with a lot of older people. Uh, the girl that I had a super crush on. We learned a lot about pop culture from her older sister and older brother because they were super cool. Um, they taught me about clerks. I've told this story before, I think. Uh, tons and tons of good music. I hung out with some older kids that showed me uh, graphic obscure anime movies like uh, Ninja Scroll and uh, Ninja Scroll. even like Akira and stuff. And so they, they showed me all kinds of cool things. And I was aware that they loved Tank Girl as well, but I never got around to watching it. Uh, and then throughout all of my adult life, I just haven't thought to put it on. Um, and so this is my first experience with tank girl. How was it? Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. I do think it's a mere, I rate this movie higher th than it is simply because it's a miracle. It exists. You know what I yeah, mean? I think yeah. it's, I think it's way ahead of its time. Uh, I love that it was written and directed by women. Um, I love the soundtrack. 90s alternative rock is my jam. Yeah, the soundtrack is uh, awesome. I love 90s music and it's got Portishead and Bush and a bunch of good shit that I actively listen to uh, in my free time. Like that's that's what I go to. Um, there's a lot of camp in this movie, obviously, <laughs> right? Dripping, one might say. And I, I just get the sense, I've never read the comic, but I get the sense that they held back a lot from what the underground yes. comic likely is. Mm -hmm. And that's why I alluded to when you mentioned the, the dick on the kangaroo that they had made, but didn't use. Uh, and that was like, Oh, if they had gone full tilt, I would be obsessed with this movie and I want it to be remade. Mm -hmm. I never hardly ever say that there's blood sport and there's this, uh, <laughs> that I think now Lori Petty, it will always be the lady from free Willy to me. <laughs> Uh, so I was like a little, oh, when I saw this movie, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm like, oh, my goodness, Free Willy Lady making me feel funny. She was the only non-returning cast member in Free Willy, Willy 2 because she was making this movie. Like scheduling wise? You mean? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's wild. That's why she's not. This movie is why she's not in Free Willy 2. Madison pointed out, no, it's the lady from A League of Their Own. And I'm like, ah, it that's is fair. That's Lori fair. Is but, in League of Their Own, yeah. 
Free Willy predates that for me. Uh, just personally, my head cannon. Mm-hmm. I was a huge Free Willy. Dude, I, Free Willy was one of the first movies I would watch over and over and over as a kid. I fucking Everyone loved Free Willy. Love Free Willy. And then at the end of it, you got that, oh, me. <laughs> got the River Jordan. <laughs> you got that Michael Jackson song coming up? I actually watched Free Willy 2 and 3 a bunch, too. I'm pretty sure it has multiple sequels. Yeah, it does. I Isn't it Michael Madsen and Lori Petty? I'm almost positive. Oh, gosh, it's been I'll, so long. I think since it's, I've seen those. dude. I think it's fucking Michael Madsen. I'm pretty sure. I mean, that, that helps would be, the kid. I, free I the don't whale. know if that's true, but I want it to be true. Mm-hmm. I'm looking it up right now. Michael Madsen is Glenn. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. so. Then later in life, I'm watching Reservoir Dogs. Like, what is going on? It's the Free Willy guy. <laughs> what the fuck? It's Glenn. Um, so anyway, watching Tank Girl. Obviously, this movie's a little rough, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fucking great though, especially when it gets to like the iced tea and, and the the Jack Kerouac kangaroo and shit. I'm like, what is going on? This is awesome. But I love a good sci-fi show that fights fascism, and I love Naomi Watts, which I think you said was her first movie ever. Yeah, this was like her first major movie. Um, Doesn't she do uh, the movie with Sean Penn pretty soon after this? I think so. Mulholland Drive was '99. That was probably her star-making movie. Yeah, Tank Girl was not her first movie. Well, I was saying it was her first like big budget starring movie. role. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Flirting was her first feature film, 1991. Never even heard of it. Um, and then she was in a bunch of stuff I've never heard of. I'm not going to lie to you guys. The Custodian, and then Tank Girl. Then a bunch of stuff I've never heard of. Children of the Corn, The Gathering from 1996. Interesting. I, I don't know of anything after Tank Girl until Babe Pig in the City. Not going to lie. <laughs> Hunt for the Unicorn Killer. You. A TV movie. <laughs> then Mulholland Drive. Yeah, that was her big one. And then King Kong. No, then The Ring remake. <laughs> then King Kong. Which is fire. Then King Kong. Ooh, Ned Kelly. That's a good one. But, she, oh, 21 Grams is the movie I was trying to think of. But then King Kong. With Sean Penn. Uh, I Heart Huckabee's Bitch. I Remember thought, that? Oh, I do not heart Huckabee's. I you do don't not, like that movie? No, I don't. Wow. Do well, I so I haven't seen it since it came out, but I remember when it came out being like disappointed in it. And then guess what, Steve? King Kong? Yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's right. It was Beauty Killed the Beast. And then Inland Empire. <laughs> then Painted Veil. Eastern Promises, baby. We're just reading Naomi Watts' IMDb. <laughs> I'm sorry if this is not entertaining, but I'm fascinated by this. The Funny Games remake. Nice, nice. I fuck I, with Naomi Watts. I, lo- I, used to, I love Naomi Watts. I feel like she's not in a ton of... I feel like she's not in a ton of stuff that I've seen Honestly, looking through time. her IMDb, she is way more famous than she should be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like all the stuff I just read are her best credits. Um, and then I don't... I don't know of any of this shit she's been in recently. Oh, Boss Level. Do you remember that movie? The movie fucks. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. It's got Mel Gibson in it, but it, it's a good movie. That's a that's a Hulu movie, right? Yeah. It's fucking fire. Yeah, she hasn't been in shit. My dog. My dog. My dude. <laughs> any hoozle. Steve, good luck editing that. What did you think <laughs> of Tank Girl? So I've never seen Tank Girl before. I was vaguely aware that it was based off a comic and... um was very like punk rock, you know? Yeah. So it's a good description. When I sat down and I knew obviously, Oh, I bet, I bet there's a girl with a tank. Mm -hmm. So when I sat down, I thought I knew what I was in for. And as the movie progressed, it was just not at all what I thought it was. This is a wild movie. Um, it's, I, I was trying to describe it to somebody I work with cause they asked, you know, what'd you do this weekend? I had watched tank girl. And they're like, well, what's that? And I was trying to describe, I'm like, imagine if like, 
Courtney Love had a baby with Gwen Stefani and Lori Petty came out and then Lori Petty was like, I'm going to be punk rock Bugs Bunny. And she got a tank and decided to Bugs fight Bunny. and decided to fight fascism. And they're like, that sounds wild. I'm like, it's very wild. I haven't even told you about the kangaroo fucking yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And, but I mean, this is a rough fucking movie in terms of you can tell that making this was very difficult to do. Not because there's no talent or anything. It's because you can, you can see the people who the artists that who, you know, who, who wrote the comic book and the director that wanted to make the comic book into a movie. You can almost see them physically fighting with the studio on screen constantly. It just, it just reeks like that. Like mm -hmm. there are whole last scenes that aren't filmed in this movie and they try to cover it up by inserting animated transitions between scenes. Like we didn't actually film this. So we got an animator to try to animate something. You think that's what it was? That's, a, that's actually, yeah, that is what it was. Interesting. Uh, I was, I was doing research and um, it kind of worked well as like a homage thing though. Like here's for the fans of the book comics kind of thing. Oh, for sure. Like an Ang Lee's Hulk kind of vibe, you know? Yeah. With what the, the hand that they were dealt, I think they were, they did everything they possibly could to make it work. And I think they deserve that credit. But I was looking at interviews with, um, the, the original comic book writers. Um, and they were like, yeah, that sucked. This, the, they didn't do whole ass scenes. It was terrible. Uh, Rachel Talele was like, I felt so bad because I have such a great rapport with the original comic book writers. And I was trying to fight for their vision to go along with my vision. But at every turn, the studio was just like slapping us down. Like, no, you can't have the kangaroo prosthetic dick <laughs> stuff like that. Dang. Um, and you can, you can just see that they're trying to build something out of something that is incomplete. And of course, when this movie started, uh, and it's like, there's a comet uh, there. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole comet side story that is completely like given up on. I feel like it hasn't rained in 11 years. Well, it's never going to rain again. Um, sub girl shows up, uh, sub girl played by, um, uh, Ann Cusack. She had a much larger role in the movie, but they didn't shoot any of her scenes because they weren't allowed to. So she's just basically a glorified cameo in the middle where she's like, Oh, you're looking for your, the, the girl. She went that way. That's basically what that character yeah. is reduced to. And so it's very painful. But at the same time, even though this movie's kind of like functionally a mess, very weird, very wild. There is an undeniable charm to it. That is just, like I said, undeniable. Like the Lori Petty is so good in this movie She's magnetic every time she's on screen. It's just, she's really, really fun to watch. Malcolm McDowell, of course, he's the villain of this post-apocalyptic weird fucking movie because you just say, hey, Malcolm, you want to do a weird thing? Will you pay me money? <laughs> yeah. I'm a British person. And he's not, he's hamming it up. James Hong shows up out of fucking nowhere and... <laughs> Like, you got to get a James Hong in. Like he, if you're making a movie and James Hong's not there, yeah. it's just because James Hong hasn't arrived yet. He's like, I got to fill out my IMD page, guys. <laughs> I got a reputation uphold. And then Ice-T shows up as a fucking- This is pre-Law and Order Ice-T. As a kangaroo man. Or whatever. I think it's Law and Order. And he's not even the love interest kangaroo man? Mm -mm. What the fuck? It, it, this movie threw me for a loop. But um, I had a really fun time with it. Uh, I think I gave it like- two stars on LBXD, but, um, I, I, it's what I still enjoyed my time with it. 
I don't know if I would like ever be like, watch this movie. It's so, so good. I just, I don't think it is so, so good, but it is enjoyable for me. It's a time capsule movie. And again, if I had seen this in high school, when I was coloring my fingernails with Sharpie and watching glorified anime porn with my friends, uh, (laughs) Ninja Scroll is fucking wild, dude. I would have been obsessed with this because this was my music. You know what I mean? I listened to Mud Honey and Nirvana and Alice in Chains uh, and Bikini Kill and constantly. And I was just, you know, grunge to the max. And I would have died for this movie. What and- was with it with the 90s specifically where they were like, we need some lovable animal characters who fight shit. You mean like Ninja Turtles? Well, specifically kangaroos, because this movie comes out. The Rippers look like kangaroos. Warriors of Virtue. Is and this where you're going fucking with this? Warriors of Virtue comes out in I 1997. Was, I was obsessed with Warriors of Virtue, Steve. <laughs> I watched that movie so many times. I had all the action figures. If, if you don't know what Warriors of Virtue is, it's just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but they're kangaroos. It's a masterpiece is what uh, it is. Yeah. F- f- uh, but young boy meets five noble, wise, and loyal kung fu f- kangaroos. <laughs> Yeah, that's like, it. Yeah, that's, wh- that's the plot. Wh- what, like, what was it about the '90s that were like, we want kung fu fighting animals? They gotta be kangaroos. And then when did Kangaroo Jack come out? I feel like that was like a 2002. Yeah, they situation. were still riding that kangaroo high. Yeah, <laughs> everyone loves kangaroos. Heavy. You down with the roo? I do think this was all Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles adjacent uh, stuff, though, because mm-hmm. that originated as an underground adult comic as well. Few people know. Few know. Only smart people. The real cool, ones. Really cool ones. Real ones. Huh? Yeah. I knew. And Tank Girl, the original comic of Tank Girl is what, the late 80s? Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm not very familiar, you know, up front. I'm I've not, never read the comic. Kangaroo Jack never was 2003. Comic. You're totally correct. Boom. Um, Annie Hoozle. So, yeah, I, I would have loved this. I would have loved this so much. Um, alas, I just saw it for the first time in 2024. And it's uh, it's got a different vibe than you than you than you expect <laughs> in twenty twenty four, but let's dive in. Those are our thoughts. You got any more cool trivia?s Any more dicks or anything they made and didn't use? I mean, I can look some more up. You just just Google dicks. Do you know who you know who did the makeup work for the kangaroos, the rippers for the dicks? Those two. Well, she mentioned it. And Trisha mentioned it in her introduction, but I did take note that Catherine Hardwick was a production designer on this movie, mm-hmm. uh, legendary director of Twilight, um, which I thought that was really cool too. So there's a lot of girl power fueling fueling this. Um, uh, but no, who, who who did the makeup? Stan Winston. Winston. The man, Stan Winston. Who's Stan Winston? He like did like fucking everything, like Jurassic Park and all that shit. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it looks good for what you'd expect from this movie. Like oh, the, it's great. The kangaroo yeah. makeup is fucking fantastic, uh, which I did take note of. Like, holy shit. Um, yeah, Stan Winston was like the like... Makeup, dude. He did like the Terminator movies and all that stuff. Oh, and that's the man. That's they, the guy. They at, they asked Stan Winston, like fully expecting him to be like, no. He's like, yes, not please. But Can I make a dick? But apparently, like Stan Winston actually like cut their his normal take for his studio to work on a movie, cut it in over by half because they just really wanted to sort of experiment with some stuff they were thinking of, and they thought this movie was the perfect way to experiment with the prosthetics that they nice. were coming up with. So yes, passionate about the ruse. They like the, they love the ruse so much. They were like, you don't even have to pay me. I'll fucking do it. Yeah. Call me a ripper. It's a ripping and a tearing. Call me Jack. A ripping and a tearing. <laughs> <laughs> so Tank Girl, 1995, uh, it takes place in 2033. It's post-apocalyptic. I believe a meteor hit the earth. So it's a, one of the only ones that's not like a war, right? Mm-hmm. 
just some shit went down. Um, and that's where we start off like a oh, kind do, of Mad Max esque waterless landscape. I do want to mention. So we get that sort of like uh musical interlude where they're showing like animated frames of the comic, I assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my notes, I wrote, Oh, this is a sweet girl. You want cover. Cause girl, you want is a Devo song. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that song, but I thought, man, this is a sweet ass cover. So I'm looking into it. And uh, this song isn't a cover. It's it's a it's a weird story. Side and rarity of Devo. It's Devo doing "Girl You Want," trying to emulate the cover of the Soundgarden cover of "Girl You Want" because they wanted the Soundgarden version. They were asking for too much money to use it, so they asked Devo to just re-record the song as if they were Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Would have been better because Soundgarden is the vibe, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and and then Devo was like, "Okay," (laughs) Mark Mothersbaugh like, "All right, I don't care." And so, yeah, they they did their own cover as if done by a different band. Which wild. Is fucking wild that that's less expensive than Soundgarden just saying, yeah, use our cover. I can see how Devo would be cheaper than Soundgarden in 95, though. But isn't it weird that it's cheaper for them to, like, create a song rather than just them going, Chris yeah, Cornell was song? being a dick, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. He probably didn't like Courtney Love very much, uh, who was in True. charge, right? True. I wasn't a big Hole fan, were you? I'm not a huge whole fan, but I'm a huge fan of two of song, uh, two whole I songs. I like uh, "Make Me Over." Ba-na, ba-na, ba-na. I like yeah. that one. Uh, what's I'm the all I wanna be. What's the other song? Uh, Violet. Violet's the one that I fucking mm. love. Have you ever heard Violet? I don't think so. Oh, we're, we're gonna play it after. You this. know, as a Kurt Cobain head, you, you typically weren't a huge fan of Courtney Love. Yeah, a lot of people even think she murdered him. Yes. when I was a kid. So, and a lot of people also say that. Hole's best songs were written by Kurt Cobain. Never heard that. Yeah. Oh, like a Shakespeare situation? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how true that is, but I've seen people say that shit. This episode was sponsored by BetterHelp. Folks, it's 2024. What does everybody do in the new year? They make resolutions. They set goals. How about we don't do that? I mean, you can. It's obviously nice to have goals, but it's also a good exercise to focus on things that you like about yourself. You know, not making all those high pressure goals that you might fail at and just feel worse. You can set smaller goals. And I think therapy can be a good way to access things that you enjoy about your life and focusing on the positive, the gratitude. And BetterHelp is a good way to do that. If you've never given BetterHelp a try, it's therapy that's entirely online. You can do it all from your home and access a therapist by filling out a questionnaire. And if you end up not liking that therapist, you can switch again along with the theme of this ad. Uh, no pressure whatsoever. They're not going to have their feelings hurt by it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash streaming things. Happy New Year, everybody. New year, new chances to be thankful for everyone around us. And we are so thankful for every single one of our Patreon members. But now it is time to give a special shout out to our super patrons for the month of January. So thank you so much to Sebastian Generale, Sean Callahan, Stanton Valentino, Bryce Coppin, Susie Callahan, Anthony Corona, Infamous, Sunshine, Huckleberry Cauliflower, 
Mike from New Hampshire, Brett X, Emily Scarano, Lil Tickler, Svento7, Jay Scramo, Haley Anderson, AK Ashley Ray, Adam Busby, Wendy O'Laughlin, Jason Hawkins, Big Butthorn, Conrad, Kaylee Sampson, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Charlie Friday, Alexis Adler, Peaches, Emmy, Haley B, Joe Velez, Michelle, John Collins, Amber McVeigh, Amanda King, Trisha Bueller, Sun Loving Mortal, Suzanne Road, Lauren Waller, Jen Robinson, Kalisha Reeves, Aaron Armstrong, Kevin Strother, Orion Moore, Ashley Powers, Stephen V, Casey McCain, and Enza. Thank you all so much. And with that, let's get back to the show. So it, it opens with, I believe, um, Tank Girl herself confronting her his boyfriend who we find out very quickly. And she's like, you know, pretending to be a, an enemy. It's like, take off your clothes. Um, oh yeah. And then like the kids come in like they're doing, they're being weird again. Um, oh my gosh. This movie got so close to showing that dick my, the whole time. I'm like, let me see that dick. My notes say peanut dick, but I don't know why. He's talking about rippers. The little boy's teasing her, the little girl. And the little girl says, no one's seen a ripper before or your peanut dick. Oh, that's, that's what, what it she is. says. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That was a long walk to get to that. Short <laughs> <line>. <laughs> we get introduced very early uh, to Malcolm McDowell's character. Was it Keeley? Yeah. I, I just called him Malcolm McDowell. My name Kesley. 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 He's just Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. Uh, and then this is when he has like the Death Star kind of little sergeants all around him. And they're all excited about all the water areas they've taken over, but he's actually not secretly not happy. And he right. makes the guy take off his shoes and walk on the glass and then kills him for being a bitch. Like, I can't believe you walked on the glass. I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> and stabs That's him. I know I'm better than you. He stabs him with this device that like sucks all the water out of him, which is interesting. It's and a then cool drinks practical effects. Yeah. And then you see that he took his shoes off and he's been walking around the glass. Yeah, he's a masochist. The whole time. He's just like, ah, fucking six to midnight right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drink this guy. <laughs> drink him up, but not like that. Um, but maybe. <laughs> uh, and then we get uh, what I call sexy desert scissors. My notes are trash to this movie. This is the first day I got home from Sundance and this is the first movie I watched. <laughs> oh, wow. So I wrote sexy desert scissors. I think it's where she's cutting her fishnets. Oh, where a guard sneaks up on her. Yeah. She thinks it's her boyfriend that has snuck up on her and she's like, oh, I'm going to be sexy. But it's during a Bush song when I fucking love Bush. You can quote me on that. I wasn't even being weird when I said Fucking that. Love I meant Bush. the band. Yeah, I know. I know what you meant <laughs> in the context of what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah. So water and power shows up, which I, I love the, the name. It's it's better than the foot uh, <laughs> or the hand. Yeah, that's true. Just yeah. water and power. I think it's great. Um, water power taking down the water power. We're taking down the utility companies in this underground comic and I enjoy it. Yeah, I love it. Um, Fuck them. And then there's the action's pretty bad. That's why I, I, who would you recast? Who, if you were going to, who would be tank girl? Who would be a good tank girl? Like today? Yeah. Not, not in the nineties. Today? If we oh. were going to make this with like some really good action choreography, which is what I desperately want. Oh gosh. I don't know. I'm, I, I, you caught me unawares. I 10 years ago, it would have been ScarJo, but it's not now. I don't think. Oh, I think ScarJo would have been a terrible tank girl. You don't think so? Yeah. She doesn't have the vibe of like punk rock. She me. could. I feel she like could. I you think, take that back. I, I I think like a 
I'm trying to think like action choreography mixed with like Amila Jovovich would have been a good tank girl. Amila Jovovich would have been would fine. I'm trying to think of who has that sort of manic Bugs Bunny energy that Lori Petty brings. Because I think that's a that's a that's, that's true. A, that's a key thing that kind of separates this character and makes it unique from all the other like action heroines. Sure. Like uh, a smart ass kind of um, vibe. Like I think maybe even now go you know, go with me on this. I don't I'm, know if you'll I'm agree hanging with you, but you haven't said anything But yet. maybe like a Kat Dennings. I like get what you're year, saying. Like 10 years ago, like a Kat Dennings would have worked. But not the action part. We were in the same situation as we're in with Lori Petty in that, in that camp. You can shoot around that. What about like, I don't know. I haven't seen her say anything because she plays Kamiko who doesn't speak, but like uh, Karen Fukuhara maybe from The Boys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, if you went that route. Shit mm. balls. Shit ball. Yeah, you caught me unawares. I didn't have this this prep. I don't know who we'd cast, guys. Yeah, right in. Let us know who you would recast as anyway, a Anyway, action commences. Uh, they shoot her cow thing. Uh, that's upsetting. And her yak. A lot of people die. Sam gets kidnapped. She becomes a captive. I don't know why they take her captive. We could have some fun with her. Like, that's never a good idea. Um, she just killed eight of you. And then on like the transport ship, she kills another guy, breaks his fucking neck for wanting a blowy. Yeah. Um, better not use any teeth and just snaps his neck. Uh, she meets Kesley, a.k.a. Malcolm McDowell to Steve. Um, he's got a bunch of slaves and stuff working for him. We meet Naomi Watts, who is one of those slaves. She plays Jet Girl. I'll be honest with you. I, I knew Naomi Watts was in this because I kind of looked up, oh, who's in this before we started playing it? Yeah. It took me. Uh, admittedly an embarrassingly long amount of time before I realized this was Naomi Watts. Really? I don't know why. Like, I'm just like, when's Naomi Watts showing up? That girl's cute. (laughs) (laughs) That's Naomi. I like, I like jet girl. There's like a really rapey guard. Who's into jet girl. Um, You have to be more specific. There's a lot of them. (laughs) There's a lot of them. That's true. (laughs) That's true. Oh, you're talking about Sergeant small. Yeah. Um, specifically he's me- like uh Kesley's right-hand man meanwhile tank girl's taking a powder shower which reminds me of the dry shampoo that you can use when you don't have time to wash your hair you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah she's yeah. using dry shampoo that shower literally is the is the visual embodiment of the of the sound <laughs> <laughs> i love that uh when like sergeant small is just grossed out by lesbians because it's 19 <laughs> yeah. it's the 1995 <laughs> Cause that works. Like tank girl comes up like, what's up? And he's like, Ugh, and runs <laughs> instead of being like, all right, that's, that was fucking hilarious. Like what a different time this was when yes. this came out. Cause they, if, if they try to do that today, the dude would be like, all right. <laughs> okay. Um, shenanigans commence, you know, she's a goofy bu- bugs bunny. I can't leave my head now. It never occurred to me, but you're right. There's something very, Bugs Bunny about her. Like it, if she said, what's up, doc, it would have fit right. It surprised you at all. Yeah. Tank girl finds tank is my note. She's so excited, but she goes in there and she's about to die because it's going to release cyanide because she doesn't have the password. And she's just like touching buttons like, woohoo, I'm having a ball. Luckily, jet girl saves her. Um, Malcolm is watching them on camera. Like, oh, this one's going to be fun to break. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, I, I wrote rapey takes her flying privileges. <laughs> I assume that's Sergeant small. Yeah. My notes are nonsensical guys. I apologize. Cure scene with Naomi. <laughs> what the, were they playing the cure song or is there a cure? I don't, I don't have that note. I don't know. What does your note say around this time? I have like jet, jet cries. Rebecca slides in. 
Tank Girl. Uh, want to go to New York and see cats? <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. So they want to break out, right? Yeah, they're doing. They're going to do a jailbreak. But Tank Girl gets caught. She's tied up, and they throw her into like the the pipe that gets smaller and smaller, which is like the lamest torture device ever. I guess she's claustrophobic. I'm going to put you down in a pipe, and it's eventually going to become more comfortable. <laughs> Aren't I a bastard? <laughs> I assume she's not claustrophobic because she's tank girl. And there's a tight space in there. Yeah. Um, and there's no real right danger. Right now you're tube girl. <laughs> <laughs> there's no real danger to that pipe until later with Sam. I don't know. No, that is nefarious where they're slowly like dripping water yeah, into that's it. And scary. it'll slowly fill up. Like that is a scary thought. Um, there's a shot with the mirror door on the on the pipe though that's actually really awesome oh where, yeah where it's like shows um malcolm mcdowell's like giant face but distorted i thought that was cool um but they lose another outpost to the rippers uh and they're like fuck these um, mysterious things that emerge from the desert and kill everybody and yeah. no one knows like what they got, are how they get there they've got suits and tails and it's wild um, they want tank girl to find them. They're going to use her as bait because they, they live underground and they like get sucked through holes and stuff. So they're like, just walk around and we'll see what happens. They put a tracker on her, uh, and she begins to do that, but the rippers bust out and start murdering everybody. Meanwhile, uh, Naomi Watts, jet girl steals a plane, fully becoming jet girl. <laughs> she has finally earned her namesake. It comes to rescue her, but Tank Girl's already pretty much fine. She's just having a ball walking around. Picking, That's mine. Picks up a gun. Yeah, um, this is kind of funny because like all the water and power guys are sort of like in pieces. They've been ripped up by rippers. Yeah. And, you know, she's, you know, lighting cigarettes with a road flare. Malcolm McDowell's arm is on the ground. Uh, I don't understand. They like, cut his fucking head off. James Hong is like wants to build a robo Nazi. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's how they like once they get Malcolm McDowell back to base. But then they like kill the fucking doctor for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Why do they do that? I, They're was, so evil. They can't help it. They were thirsty. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> 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 yeah, they do need water. Um, Apparently, I wish they would have left this in. But, you know, Malcolm McDowell's office has that waterfall door. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a waterfall and it'll open up. And that's how like the water separates. So you can walk through. Yeah. Apparently there was this ongoing gag in the movie where um sergeant smalls like kept getting fucked on by that door like it would like close up and he would get wet all, every time he walked in and out of it <laughs> and it was just this fun dumb little gag that they removed from the movie should have left that in there's one scene i think where you can see small in the background is like soaking wet and, it's and that's why because of that uh, but i wish they would have let that in that's fun yeah it's funny uh meanwhile uh tank girl and jet girl are they're looking for sam right um, yeah. And like fixing up their vehicles. This is when she like pimps out the tank and makes it all cool looking. And the jet. I love the, the, the tank. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so punk rock. This is when they meet sub girl and it got completely cut. Right. Yeah. Um, she's just a glorified cameo at this point. Yeah. Is it really, a, she, is it one of the Cusacks? Is that what you said? Well, the actress is named Ann Cusack. Is it related to, to, to Joan? Uh, let me look real and quick. John, Joan and John. Probably not. There's no J. And Cusack. Here we go. So Ann Cusack, she's most, she's also in a league of their own. Oh. Uh, she's also in um, Gross Point Blank. Another, it has to be. That's Stig- John Cusack. Stigmata. Gross Point Blank's a John Cusack movie. Uh, according to IMDb, they don't say that in her bio, but that doesn't necessarily mean she's not. 
Uh, Anne is the eldest sibling of the Cusack acting family. Okay. Daughter of actor producer Dick Cusack and political activist Nancy Cusack. All of her siblings, Joan, John, Bill, and Susie, also followed her. I didn't know there were other siblings, much less three. Mm -hmm. What the fudge? They're everywhere. I know about Joan and John. Wow. 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 Any hoozle. Um, Yeah, they're they're looking for Sam. We get a brief uh, Ann Cusack cameo. And then they end up at Liquid Silver looking for Sam. And there's just like a bunch of strippers in Liquid Silver. It's a wild place. Everybody's dressed up in like latex and saran wrap. And I don't hate it. What about you, Steve? I actually love the the scene this whole sequence of even the cole porter part. part even the i fucking love the cole porter part honestly mm-hmm. i thought that was so fun um i don't know how i feel about the iggy pop uh yeah the Ig- iggy pop pedophile guy yeah that's wild i that threw me for a loop because yeah he comes up and he's like uh he, he has a fetish for young children he's a pedophile yeah and he's like come on little girl we gotta get you to school or whatever he's saying and the whole time like that's that, Iggy Pop. Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that Iggy Pop? <laughs> I saw him in the credits at the beginning, so I was I was ready for it, but not for, I thought I was ready. I went into the, the credits to see, just to double check, is that Iggy Pop? And it is, but the character's name is Ratface. Mm. Which is kind Perfect of funny. casting. Yeah. Perfect casting. And then we get some army of me in the scene as well, like before. Before the Cole Porter. So cool. I love that song. The Cole Porter threw me for a loop because that was a full on yeah. musical sequence. They're doing the Rockettes move and everything. And it's so funny because she's already rescued Sam and they just take the time to perform Cole Porter. And that's how they get caught. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's a scene that's just shot really badly where they they run out to seeing to see Sam being taken away past a bunch of water and power guards who mm-hmm. don't grab them initially. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a little odd. It's a little goofy, a little goofy. Eventually, Becky and Jet, I called her Tank Girl, Rebecca and Becky intermittently throughout this, uh, yeah. these notes, but she's credited just as Tank Girl. But they're looking for the Rippers. Um, they run into them who are just kangaroo people and they use nitrous oxide as truth. This gas. fucking, I thought I was Hi. on something <laughs> when this happened. Because up to this point, the Rippers are like shown as like these like ninja. In their suits, yeah. Suit people. And then when you got like, like just this and they're wearing like one's wearing a playboy bunny t-shirt. One's got their like ears pinned back and just pulls out saxophones randomly and starts playing. Well, we find out it's because they're also reincarnated other people. So he's literally Jack Kerouac. Yeah. (laughs) That was, this is where the movie took a very hard left to what town. Yeah. And that's funny because at this point it's already been wild, but now it's like, holy shit. Um, and then Ice T's one of them, fucking, and he's angry bonkers. because he is a reincarnated cop, um, and he doesn't trust them. So he he ha- there's like an initiation test to break into Water and Power outposts and take photos of a shipment of guns, right? And then once they take, the, so she stages a calendar photo shoot, Water and Power employee calendar is how she tricks them into posing for the photos. Pretty hilarious, uh, and that's an extended gag. And then even though once they successfully do that. Ice-T is like, fuck it. You got to steal the guns then. That's not enough. And she's like, okay. Um, And then we finally get full tank girl. She's in the tank, tanking stuff. Yeah. Driving, shooting, doing cool shit. That shot of her like um, surfing on the turret of the tank as it drives up to the van or truck or whatever. That's such a cool visual. I really love that. There's so many different scenes of her riding that tank. 
it's, ex- it's an extended guide. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like she's like in this seat, then that seat, then shooting that gun, then inside. And she's just raising all kinds of hell. Yeah. And she's oftentimes she's doing anything but actively the mission. She's just like, um, she's like cooking some steaks up <laughs> while they're driving and stuff. Yeah. It's great. And apparently the comic is really nonlinear and crazy as shit. So that was kind of what made it partially difficult to adapt. Um, so, and by the way, Sam was Tank Girl's original boyfriend's daughter. Did you catch that? Not at all. Yeah. That's I, something I didn't really pick up on. I just thought that was a precocious child that it's uh, revealed in the making of book, apparently. Huh. Um, but it's her quest to save her that the whole movie's about, but that's because that's her boyfriend's daughter. So she's kind of a stepmom. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know Subgirl was like a whole thing in addition to Jet and Tank that we got, we lost out on. That's a bummer. We were robbed. Yeah. So Booga is immediately enamored with Subgirl Tank Girl. has a sub that is piloted through the sand like a dune worm. Oh. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Oh. Well, Annie Hoosel, they steal the guns. There's a, an extended action sequence where she's like driving the truck. And then it's really cool because it's going to come off the cliff and she has to like unhitch um, the, I forget what it's called, but the part of a semi truck that holds all the shit, the cargo area <laughs> and rides that to the end. And then Booga jumps up to save her, but she's, she's already cool. She's already, she was fine. She was real, dangling real quick. I did have to mention that one of when we're learning about who, who these little ripper guys are, there's one dude and they're talking about their past lives. Ted Smith, who used to be an assistant manager of a chief auto parts company yeah. in Cincinnati. <laughs> I was like, woo, Cincinnati, woo, Cincinnati. Yay. The pervy ones from uh, from here. Yeah. And like <laughs> the, the like lamest character as well. Yep. <laughs> um, we also find out that the, uh, the rippers don't use guns even. They just yeah, because uh, water Tommy, and power to not have them. Tommy Prophet taught them not to. That's right, baby. Which is uh, ever in the beginning of the movie, we're we're told that the Rippers are led by this person named Tommy Prophet. But who is Tommy Prophet? We don't know. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just a uh, part of the lore. Might baby. as well name him Tommy McGuffin. We never we love a lore dump. I love lore. We better uh, than data. Yeah, and then they have a slick dance party, right? Then they plan to sneak into WNP. The prophet taught us to fight without the corruption of guns. Yeah, it's, it's anti-technology type mm-hmm. shit, man. It's more of that revolution we're talking about, babe. Uh, and this is when they try to drown S- Sam in the skinny pipe. Skinny pipe? Skinny pipe. The devastating skinny pipe, which is not devastating until you fill it with water. Then it's Wait, did, scary. did you skip over the implied sex with the kangaroo scene? I didn't, I don't know that I picked up on that. You didn't walk me through this. Okay. I, again, I was tired, but I read later and when I was leaving my letterbox reviews, a lot of the letterbox were like, they definitely fucked the kangaroo. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they have the party where, you know, they're, they're celebrating dude plays. A Did saxophone. you skip over the fucking the kangaroo? Oh, yeah. Man. I was like, we are not, <laughs> we are not just blowing past this. Uh, so they party, they're dancing, they're praying, they're, they're praying to the spirit of freedom. Um, and then there's that scene where like the Cincinnati guys just like, you want to dance jet girl? And it's just like humping her. Like I saw that dancing, yeah. which is fucking wild. Yeah. I have the same moves. So it's that scene where Booga and, and tank girl are like, they, they literally start the scene off by the, 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 the cameras over them laying in bed and they like, fall backwards with their hands behind their head. And they're like, wow. Like post coitus, like post coitus. 
And he's telling her about how the prophet had Tommy prophet had a dream of a ton of water showing up. It's that scene that would have been the, the prosthetic dick that I was telling you about the $5,000 kangaroo dick that they spent Yeah, was meant to, I don't, I don't think they were ever going to show an active sex scene, but when he's laying back like that, he's shirtless and the camera would have been wider and you would have seen his like fully erect dick just like <laughs> up, like she had just gotten off of him and it's still like just there. Uh, so yeah, she definitely had sex with that kangaroo. And in the comic book, Booga is her boyfriend. Yeah. So they fucking. Booga the, Booga the boyfriend. Booga the boyfriend. Yeah. They could have went full. Uh, what was that show with Cara Delevingne and Orlando Bloom? Carnival? Uh, not Carnival. Carna uh, something. Uh, Carnival Row? Carnival Row. Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah, I've seen the first season. Remember she fucks the, um, what's it called? Not a minotaur, but the other one. Not a centaur. centaur? No. A satyr? A satyr. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like the hooves and he's like, rah, rah. Yep. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but they, so they filmed that in the studio was like, we can't have bestiality in our movie. No. Cowards. Cowards, I say. Put it back. Put Put it back. back. Anyway. Shape of Water really saves cinema. My notes are really like yada, yada, yada at this point. Take the lead, Stevie boy. Oh. Uh, Well, Malcolm McDowell can hear everything that they're planning uh, because he has made tank girl essentially we find out we has made her like a walking microphone i've got microphones all over you all over you inside around it's great i heard the whole kangaroo sex thing it was wild i have a holographic head that was a great night (laughs) for you and me i do think it was funny that when he reveals that to her she's like ah it was jet girl she betrayed me no (laughs) he's like she's pretty cool actually he's awesome it's weird that you went straight to her (laughs) <laughs> Maybe you should look at yourself before you throw stones. I tried to masturbate with my blender hand. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, so essentially they're going to attack water and power and take control. I, I'm a little confused on the plan as well. Because <laughs> uh, my notes are very like, listen to me, you sperm sucker. <laughs> Which is a line someone yelled. Uh but at, up to this point, like since the I'll accident with the Rippers, he hasn't shown his face yet. There was this real like, ooh. yeah, it was like a reveal. And then you see it's just Malcolm McDowell's normal face. And I was like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but then you find out yeah. his face is a hologram. But still in the moment, you're like, oh, why do they keep that a secret? That's yeah. not just Malcolm amazing. McDowell. It didn't look that bad. But yeah, the Rippers arrive. They're. They're doing all this stuff They're They got Sam down in the little pipe. They're going to like they're jumping around there. They're fighting. Uh, Becca joins them. Tank Girl joins them. Uh, we're like Count Chocula. They, <laughs> I forget why they mentioned your notes are just the dope lines. Yeah. I'm just writing the funny lines. I looked like, up a synopsis to, to augment my notes. Cause I thought I was crazy. And the synopsis is way less than my notes. Like, cause on IMDb there's summary, which is supposed to be brief. And then the synopsis is supposed to be play by play. And all it says is, uh, Unlike the strip's nonlinear stream of consciousness, absurdist cut and paste sort of structure, the film has a standard timeline. The tank girl and her rebel group attack water and power, a powerful force that controls all the remaining water on a dystopian earth led by Kesley and then a young girl named Sam. So they want to rescue Sam. And that's the synopsis, oh, the detail one. So I'm like, I did better than you, bitches. Yeah, I think so. They're they're fighting the 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 water and power guys. At some point, they're like bogged down and they, they need to get to this place, but they can't because there's a lot of gunfire. So who, who I found out his name is DT, the guy with the saxophone. DT, yeah. he, he does the sacrifice play. He sort of, they got to turn lights off for some reason. And so he, he kind of goes and turns the lights off. He gets shot a bunch. 
it's really sad. They're like, oh no, DT. And he goes, I'll see you cats in that big jam in the sky, you dig. <laughs> and uh, all the other kangaroo people are like, no. And they get real mad and they start whipping some ass. Um, tank, girl, tank girl's tank is automated at this point. So it's like just kind of driving down the road, just shooting fools while she's off on her own adventure, which is kind of interesting. She's got like a remote at one point. Yeah. Um, it's so funny while the rippers are jumping around fighting dudes, you could totally see the wires the entire time. It's hilarious. I love it. Uh, and this is where we get in my notes. My, it says Malcolm McDowell's face is normal. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what a reveal. Yeah. And he reveals that he's been spying on them the whole time. Thanks to her. He's got this robot arm that has like little tiny, like saws on the end, which allows him to yeah, like so essentially she punch through metal shit to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she fulfilled uh, his goal for her, which was to be the bait that brought the ripper so he can kill them and take over the rest of the land and all the water and all that stuff. Uh, so she knocks them off the sidewalk you th- or the catwalk that they're fighting on. You think it's all over on the but catwalk, su- but yeah. surprise his head is a hologram. Oh. His body is essentially a big robot body and his mind is elsewhere. Elsewhere. And he's like, I can hurt you, but you can't hurt me. Like very sinister, which is funny because up until that point during their fight, he's been like, ah, yeah. <laughs> damn, quit hitting me. It hurts. <laughs> I was pretending. And everything in this whole scene kind of grinds to a halt so that Malcolm McDowell can monologue and just tell him, like, just tell me I won. Because it's, it's the relationship is just a pissing contest where yeah. he wants to win. I want to break her. She wants to win. And he's like, tell me I won. And she's like, no, please. No. <laughs> and just gets back to work. I wrote it's tank time because uh, the tank kind of finally busts through and makes it to where everyone else is. She's like, ah, oh, did you forget me? Uh, he, he, uh, Malcolm McDowell's um, metal cybernetic arm gets caught in a fence and it's like keeping him, you know, electrocuted. Yeah, we saw that Chekhov's electric fence earlier because yeah. a guard was thrown into it for being a slightly out of place. Uh, yeah. But a Malcolm McDowell eventually like breaks free. She shoots some beer at him through the tank. <laughs> yeah. She <laughs> has some beers in there. She didn't want to waste them, but she had to. Yeah, she had to. So she's shooting beers, at, cans of beer out of the tank turret. Um, and then finally he like kind of falls over and it knocks over a water bucket and the water bucket falls on the robot suit and it short circuits him. And before he can like water, it was his undoing. It was his undoing. It was beauty killed the beast. Uh, and he says, it's not over before. In fact, his, you know, it, body is, gives, over. it is over. It is in fact over Uh tank girl finds Sam in the pipe jet gets her revenge on that creepy dude. Smalls. Where, uh, You're killing me, Smalls. He, well, he, well, that would have been so funny. That would have been so much better than what they do because what they do is he's trying to get into the the jet. She shoots at him to stop him and he looks and see who it is and he goes, oh, fuck. And she goes, for the last time, I don't want to do that with you and then shoots him. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I, my notes have... Booga controls the army guys now because now they're just kind of following his orders for some reason. I'll hurt you. I'm a giant kangaroo. Do what I say. That's fair. All right. Fair. I don't want to take an orders. I don't want to fight you. I heard. I saw your $5,000 huge cock and I want none of that. Respect. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Booga and tank girl Kith. 
And then they unleash the water and that starts like a whole it's like the end of Fury Road. animated scene where it's like, we didn't actually film the end of the movie, Aww. but this is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote, that's it. It's over. Damn. Ha 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 ha. That's sad that that's what they were doing. I thought they were being really avant-garde with the animated scenes, but that makes way more sense. Yeah. They just, that they uh, only shot half the movie and then had to animate it to make it make any kind of sense. But again, like we said at the top, like, the fact that they use the they use the animation There's probably well. Some wild Rule Thirty Four Tank Girl stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> so thank you so much, uh, Trisha. Trisha, um, for finally forcing me to reach cult classic king status by watching tank cult Girl. classic king. Look at you. Yeah, triple C's. Yeah, not baby. to be confused with course even cough drops is better than triple K's. Oh <laughs> yeah. For many reasons. And also thank you, Trisha, because now I've been, I've been li- literally listening to the tank girl soundtrack on repeat ever since I watched this. Movie. I'm about to, I'm about to rock some Bush all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to be burning some Bush. No, <laughs> nah, nah, fam. Nah, but thank you so much for making us watch tank girl and for the lovely fruit snacks. Yeah. Thank you. I'm watching on those the whole time. That's all the time we have for right now. Tune in next week. We're going to be talking about uh lost episode uh, 21 and 22, 21 and 22. Yeah, that's right. Well, Friday is episode 20, but then 21 and 22, but also we're watching newsies for Wednesday. Uh, and that's what's on the docket for next week. A lot of fun stuff. We've got to go return some videotapes. My name is Kit. And I'm Steve. This was the fifth episode we recorded today. We're sorry. (laughs) You can probably tell. (laughs) And this was streaming things. Love you. Happy streaming. Uh